Hi, I'm Miss Marcy, and you are listening to Conversations with Miss Marcy podcast. If you are looking for watered down conversations, this might not be the podcast for you. I'm just saying. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Conversations with Miss Marcy. I am Miss Marcy. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome and thank you for stopping by. And to my continued listeners and supporters, thank you so much for your continued listening and support. And to you all, to you all, you could be listening to any podcast, but you choose to listen to this one. So for that, I do appreciate you. All right, let's get into some things. All right. First of all, let's get into today's reflection. Oh my gosh, my throat is itching. <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all. I'm sorry. Mm. I just got done washing my hair and stuff. Well, washing my weave anyway. And um, I don't know if that might have did it or what. And then I got my air on and mm-mm-mm. So anyway. All right, so today's reflection. Instead of focusing so much on a to-do list, I'm starting a to-be list. Things I want to be. Happy, calm, loving, healthy, and awesome. I like that one. But you know what? Let me give y'all two of them. Because I, I, I posted this one on my um Instagram and I liked it a lot. And I was, you know what I mean? I want to share that one too. So this is going to be, this is the first time I'm going to do like two reflections in one. Because that one just made me think about the one that I just posted on my Instagram. At Conversations with Miss Marcy. It says, I know everyone's talking about getting a bag as a response to everything these days. But... Get some rest, get some love, get some hugs, some enlightenment, some good intentions, some purpose, some romanticism, some integrity, some trust, some genuine connections, some happiness, some silence, some comfort, and most of all, some peace. Yay, yes, honey, yes. And then on the, on the caption I wrote, my grandfather, who was a very well-to-do man, once said to me, money isn't everything. Now that I am older, I see my grandfather was right. A lot of what we need and acquire, all the money in the world can't buy. Mm-hmm. Yep. So true. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it. Now, a lot of people are still talking about the whole Kevin Samuels passing, his sudden untimely um you know demise or whatever and a lot of people have things to say but before we get into that you know i want to say this you know this whole thing with kevin samuels and just a lot of other things that are happening amongst people you know um people are coming down with sicknesses and stuff and just things that are just happening out the blue and just unexpected um i you know i look at this and I have to say, it's very humbling, you know? I, I I think it's very humbling. It's, I mean, you know, I like I said, it's the things that are happening, uh, especially amongst young people. And when I say young, I'm talking uh, 20s, 30s, and 40s. And not to say 50s and 60s are old, but I'm just saying 20s, 30s, and 40s, those are usually the ages that you don't expect certain things to happen to you because there's certain things you don't expect to happen to you like getting your 60s and 70s and everything and i think i talked about this before on a previous podcast and it's just really i don't know like i said it's just really um 
it's very humbling. It, 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 it constantly gives you a reality check. And I just look at how certain sicknesses and diseases and things that are happening to the body that's out of our control. You know, some people can't walk, talk, or even eat. You know what I mean? Eat the same anymore. I mean, like I said, it's very humbling. But it what it does is it reminds me that, <clears throat> excuse me, it reminds me that, first of all, there is no promise in life other than death. Like, for real, there is no promise and there are no guarantees in life. The only promise and the only guarantee in life is death. Now, I know to some, you know, to some of us, that's, that's scary. It's like, oh, my gosh, that is a... It's a, it's a reality. It's a reality check because it's just, it's the, it's the truth of it all. Death is the only promise. And number two, the way, you know, health physically or mentally can change from good to bad is, is very humbling. The way, I mean, you could be thinking you were okay one minute and then the next minute, boom, you know, you go to the doctor and you find out some shit and you, 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 you like, damn, I ain't even had no symptoms or nothing, you know? Or something can happen to you in life. Like you could be okay in terms of your physical, I mean, your, your mental health, you could be okay. And then something can happen, something unexpected, whatever it is, it can happen. It can trigger your mind to start changing. You can start, you know, going down a path that you never thought you would ever go down in life. So it's, again, it's just very humbling. So it made me think of this. How in the hell can we as people think we better than one another? You know what I'm saying? I'm going to say that again. How in the hell can we as people go around thinking that we are better than one another? And I say that because I look at how people take use to social media or whatever, and just how people be all into, you know, status and materialism and everything. And it's like, you can't take none of that shit with you or, or not even that, but just in terms of like I just said, you know, you may go through something in life to where your 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 health starts to change and your your mental start to change, and it's like, okay, and, and unfortunately, and I hate to say this, but especially when it comes to the physical part, we all are getting older. None of us are getting younger. Okay, none of us are getting younger. So it's like, it's like you you're gonna deal with something at some point in your life. You see what I'm saying? So why is it that we put so much emphasis, like I said, on material things and money and status and shit, when at the end of the day, none of that really means anything. And I mean that, and I don't mean to sound cliche or sound like, you know, just trying to say some shit because it sound good. No, because the shit is true. None of that, none of that means anything. Look at how the, the pandemic was like the great fucking equalizer amongst all of us rich, whoever, rich, poor, I mean, whatever, middle class, whatever. It's like at the end of the day, we all, we all got to get out of here only one way. And it's like, I mean, like I said, it's another one that I posted too on my Instagram. I said, whether it was a million, no, no, I said, <clears throat> whether it was a thousand, a million or a billion, I ain't never heard a motherfucker taking it to the grave with him. And that's for real. It's not going with you. So why are we so obsessed with it? It's really temporary. It's just temporary. All of it. The material things, the 
So I don't know. Like I said, I just I just look at it like how in the world and why in the world do people tend to think that they are better than each other? We all from the dust, and 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 the reality is that eventually we're all going to return back to the dust. We all put our leg, we all put our pants on one leg at a time. We all are trying to figure out life. We are, as we maneuver through life, we're all trying to figure this thing out. We all are. Everybody got something that they're dealing with. Everybody got something that they're trying to grow through. And, and you know, I, I just, like I said, just looking at how things are happening and, and especially, especially people's health. I mean, one of my good girlfriends was just talking about this too, how, um, cause she was telling me how she just went and got a mammogram and she was telling me some things or whatever. And we're, she was just saying like, you know, it's something to be concerned about because she, she said that she was like, I, you know, you turn around, every time you turn around, somebody coming up with cancer or something, you know, and, 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 it, and it seems true. It's like, damn. So, like I said, it, to me, it, it just continues to be a reality check and it makes you not take life for granted and just makes you be happy for the simple things for real, for real. And I'm that kind of person anyway. I don't, I don't have to be doing too much just to enjoy life or have a good time or really appreciate things. And it, and, and like I, like I just read on from my Instagram post, some things, money just can't buy. Some things are just priceless. So yeah, I want to, I, I had to get that out. <laughs> so I was thinking about that shit. Like, man, this shit is humbling. So going back to the whole Kevin Samuels, just look at him. Look at how he sat up there on that platform. He sat on that camera weekly and talked all this shit. And when I say talked all this shit, I mean, you know, he just really, you know, he spoke some of his shit. Like I already said before, some of the stuff he said was, was really true and spot on. Some of the stuff he, that he said, I could agree with, but some of the stuff he said, I thought was very harsh because you don't sit up and tell somebody they're going to die alone. Women like you going to die alone. You're going to die alone. You're like, you know, that's come on. That's kind of harsh. You know, and you don't just tell somebody, oh, you're obese, you're fat. You're, 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 you're going to die alone. You know, but I will say this. He did make people be more realistic in, in certain expectations. And now I, I will say that. And I do agree with that because some things you just come on, like you, it's certain things you just, you can desire certain things or whatever. You can say, oh, I want this. I want that. I want a dude that made this and this and that. I want this and this and that, you know, and I'm not saying people can't have the desires of their heart, but sometimes you do have to be realistic about certain things you do. So I will say that, that I will say that I agree with him on certain things when it came to that. So anyway, uh, but yeah, look how he set up on that platform and he talked and he, you know, he just was up there so high and mighty and blah, blah, blah. And then just, Hell, just like that, the last, one of the last posts that he, um, post when he said women 35, who, women who made it to 35 and are single and not married, you are leftovers. Like what the fuck? And then a, a few days after that, he just died. And he, like I said before, he died alone. Now, some people were saying that the young lady that he died with was an escort, but I think she was a nurse or whatever. I don't know. But well, she, she said she was a nurse. She, hell, she done shut her Instagram down too. She said, leave me and my family alone is what she got on there. So yeah. Um, and, um, but yeah, so he, I mean, he died alone. He didn't die with loved ones around him. He didn't, I mean, that shit is crazy. But like I said, in my last podcast, I 
don't think his death needs, needs to be celebrated. If you're the type of person that feels like, you know, I ain't about to break out the, the, the champagne, but I ain't about to shed a tear. That's fine. And, and if you don't want to, you know, if you don't feel like you want to have no sympathy or compassion for Kevin Samuels, because he said a lot of mean things, that's understandable too. But I don't think celebrating a death like that is 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 the way either. You know, I don't think to celebrate it is a, is a, the thing because that was he was somebody's father. You know, he had a daughter. Even though I like I told one of my friends, I said he didn't ever mention her. He never talked about her. Never. So it makes you wonder how, how much of a father figure was he to his own damn daughter. I mean, I mean because I feel like this. No matter what sector of you know, what, what type of business you are in. If you are a proud father, if you are a, um, if you are a proud father, a proud, proud parent, period. If you are a proud and you are, a, you are a involved parent, you're going to make mention of your child or your children at some point. You are, you just are because you can't help yourself. They are part of your world. They're part of your life. So of course. So anyway, like I said, people are still talking about his demise um, because it is shocking. I mean, it, it's, it really is shocking. Like, oh my gosh, like he just literally just was here today and gone the next day. So people are still having things to say, like I said, and um, Vivica, Vivica Fox, you know, on Cocktails with Queens with uh, Vivica Fox and Claudia Jordan and um, what was her name? Selena? Is it Selena? I yeah, Selena... Vivica Fox, Lisa Ray. Excuse me. Oh my goodness. And Vivica had some things to say. Now Vivica, listen to what Vivica had to say. Hold on. Um, well, me and Lisa Ray both had the whole side eye. Like, what the <laughs> hell? Is he kidding me? Healing? Healthy? This man was a, a hypocrite. In my honest opinion, he really was. I didn't find anything about him to be healing. He insulted uh, African-American women on a consistent basis. Uh, one of his last statements that uh, he said was that if you're over 38 and you haven't married or something like that, that you're no good and disposable. Um, to me, it was a sharp jock. And, you know, I, I hope this is teaching folks a lesson about the karma that you put out the negativity that you put out in the world, that when karma comes knocking at your door, she might not be so kind. So, you know, the fact that he uh, killed over real quick and was uh, supposedly with a woman that we don't know, yet know the nationality, um, rest in peace. Well, I mean, so Vivica saying it's his karma. I don't agree with that. It's just, hell, it was his time to go. I mean, you know, I, I don't think it was karma, though. Yeah, I don't think it was karma. But, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, truthfully, a lot of people feel like Vivica, though. A lot of people feel like, yeah, that's, you know, kind of, they kind of feel like that's what he got. Because, like I said, like she just said, he told women they were going to die alone. I mean, then it came back around and, I mean, that's pretty much what happened to him. You can't ever say how somebody gonna get up out of here. I mean, for real. So, and I will say that um, Kevin Samuels had a tendency to be very dismissive towards um, black women and things that black women would go through. Like he said that he never seen a woman, he never really knew a woman who got abused and stuff. And that's something that black women do deal with. As a matter of fact, it has been statistic, uh, statistically proven that black the black women 
have a higher chance of dying by the hands of a black man um, as opposed to any other race. So, and, and y'all know I watch a lot of Fatal Attraction, honey. TV One's Fatal Attraction and stuff like that. So, and yeah, I see it on there all the time. Like, yes, it's it's been statistic it's been statistically proven that yeah, black men are can be very dangerous to black women. So, to the fact that he would sit on his platform with his millions of viewers and say that is just. It, it yeah that was crazy he was like i only knew one bl- woman that got abused and her it, he said it was his mother's friend and that, that her her and her boyfriend used to fight all the time but don't sit up here and act like other women aren't going through that as well like, so i thought that was crazy he did have a he had a tendency to be to be very dismissive towards women's feelings and everything and that's not cool that's not ever cool to be dismissive of people's feelings even if you don't agree with it or are you or, or or as he said never knew nobody that got abused or whatever like that you still can't act like the shit is not going on you know with other women and so yeah i mean you know some people say he just was a shock jock you know um but i also came across something else that i found was interesting as well so as like like i said on my previous video i mean i'm sorry my previous um podcast you know he had a uh, YouTube channel for a long time. Okay. But, and he, at first he was catering to, um, men trying to, you know, talk to men about, you know, uh, dress in a certain way. He, that's what he was trying to do. And the thing about it though, was it wasn't getting any views like that. So there's this video that actually went viral where he's, he's basically talking about how he, um, he figured that if he go in on black women, then his views and stuff will go up. Now, speaking of which, hold on, real side note, side note, side note. Remember y'all, I was just talking about how things are happening with people and, 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 and you just never know. And it's just scary. And it's just even within young people. So just like, uh, what's the little, little women, Atlanta star, my friend, she sent me this and I just came across it as I'm looking for the video that I want to show y'all about Kevin. That one to let y'all hear about Kevin Samuels, Miss Juicy. She was hospitalized and she was in the ICU in late April for, um, she had a stroke, you know, like stuff like that. Like that is just crazy. So, um, but yeah, I'm sorry. I was coming, I came across that when I, um, was looking for this, uh, sound clip I wanted to share with y'all. And a lot of times, God. Okay. So now listen to this. This is Kevin Samuels basically talking about how he, I mean, basically, it just confirms what we have been saying that he used black women to for shock value to get his views and likes up. So hear, hear this, y'all. Listen to this. Don't want to hear that truth. We just a lot of times guys don't want to hear that truth. We just don't. You know, if I come on here talking about you know female nature, such and so forth, and if I would start bashing women or talking about talking noise, oh man, the likes and the, everything will go through the the roots but when you start talking and a lot of times guys don't want to hear that see y'all hear that so that really shows that he literally did that he talked about women for his likes and views to go up and you know what's crazy okay what's even crazy about that is this so yes he obviously did it for shock value he did it he spoke about women because he knew that that is what would get his likes and his views up but 
Also, another interesting fact is that, okay, so we know he had 1.4 million followers. Well, 70% or 70% and plus, 70% plus were black women. 70% or more of his followers slash subscribers were black women. And he made $3 million from black women supporting his podcast. They were purchasing and supporting his podcast. Like all of that. They were supporting him. Black women. Can y'all believe that? 70%. That's a high ass number. Black women. Now somebody said that the reason why a lot of black women supported him and and tuned into his channel was because a lot of them had low self-esteem. Also, um, because they enjoy watching other black women get, you know, embarrassed and tore down. Imagine being some of the black women who did call into his show and he, especially the one that, where he told her she would be, she was, um, she was average at best. Imagine being somebody like that or being the girl, one of the girls he told was obese and, you know, she was going to die alone. You know, imagine having to go to work the next day and like, oh, you the girl that went viral, especially the girl he told us she was average at best. Oh my gosh. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, certain things I thought was just humiliating, but I, me personally, I wouldn't have never called into that man's show. <laughs> I wouldn't have never, never called into that show. But yes, 70%. What does that say about black women though? And from my perspective, I think, I mean, I, I can't, I hate to say this, but it kind of makes you think like, damn, do black women like being abused verbally? You know what I'm saying? Like do black women, what that, that has to say something or was it just the fact that he was entertaining? I mean, but even if he was just entertaining, why the number of black women who supported him? Why was that number so high? And the way men, a lot of men support him and they, you know, they felt like he was the godfather. He was the holy grail of relationships and blah, blah, blah. You would have thought that number would have been higher for the men. I just thought that was really interesting. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know, you know, um... Some people were trying to come for Vivica because of what she said, but you know... I don't, like I said, some people feel like, some people share her same sentiments, you know? Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just very interesting. So yes, he did that video. That video went viral where he's saying, you know, yeah, if I talk about women, my likes will go up, you know? Let me say this. See, my thing is too, you can't really, okay. I used to think like Kevin Samuels when it came to certain things, like, Oh yeah, you know, men, you, you, you know, you can't do this. You can't do that. Or you should do this and you should do that to get a man or to keep a man. And you know, one thing I learned is that people, there is no right or wrong way to date and people set their own rules and their own tones. Just like for instance, you know, it's always been said for a long time. Oh, if you sleep with a man on the first night, he's not going to respect you and he's going to treat you like a hoe. Well, then you turn around and you see some girls, you see some people who sleep together on the first date and they tell, they end up getting married and they, you know, like, um, Shamari and Ronnie DeVoe, they said they had sex on their first night, their first date. And look at them. They're married, been married for years, got kids and everything. 
I, and I'm saying that to say that sometimes you hear all, the, all these rules of what you should and shouldn't do and blah, blah, blah. But I, I don't, I see, I see things going the way people just want them to go. I feel like if you sleep with a man on the first night, if that man is into you and the vibe is good between y'all, y'all going to still rock. Y'all going to still rock with each other. Or you can make, hell, you could not sleep with somebody for three months. And y'all finally sleep together and shit, shit go bad, shit go left. Nigga, nigga end up ghosting you or some shit or y'all just don't even talk no more. So I feel like if, if somebody going to be an asshole and, and not rock with you, it don't matter when you sleep with them. And I'm using that as an example because, you know, sex is one of those, it's always been one of those topics that people will say, oh, when should you give it up? When should you not give it up? How long should you make somebody wait? And I remember Steve Harvey had the 90 day rule. That shit does not work. That shit does not work. I do believe that 90 days, you do start to see people's real deal. Their, their, um, their, uh, their, um, representative does kind of start to leave, (laughs) leave the situation within 90 days because it's just like even on on a job you're after that 90 day period it's like the the real your real the person's real work ethic starts to come out fuck what they said in the interview the real work ethic comes out whether they are a person that calls off or uh late or whatever it's you know people be on their best behavior in the beginning so i think that's human nature though but, um, cause nobody's going to jump off the rip and tell you shit. They're going to go from zero to 10 and, 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 you know, quickly as fuck, or, or you say the wrong thing to him and he going to go upside your head and nigga ain't going to tell you that shit. But, you know, I mean, sometimes you can tell things from the beginning. You can tell just from certain, you know, if you pay attention, you, you can kind of see certain things, but I'm just saying overall, I just think that there is no right or wrong way to, to, to do things or to, I mean, there's no right or wrong way to date for real. Like it really isn't. It just, it's all about the two people and it's all about how, um, how much people are into one another. It just depends on how y'all click, how y'all vibe. It just all depends. Now I want to mention this too. There was an analysis done, um, in the African American, um, basically the economist magazine, they did an article where they looked at the data. They looked at the dating and mating patterns of African-Americans. And this is so interesting. They found that there was a significant imbalance between the numbers of marriage eligible black men and the numbers of marriage eligible black women. Now this was in, you know, you know, like I said, in the African-American community in America, and they connected it directly to Joe Biden's massive incarceration in the 1990s, which was actually driven by the crack epidemic. Y'all remember the crack cocaine epidemic when the CIA dumped all that cocaine in the black community? So, um, yeah, there is a direct correlation in the percentage of black men who are in, who are who are incarcerated and the percentage of black women who who, um, who get married because when the men got locked up, that lessened the eligible, um, men for women. Ain't that some shit? That is some shit. So that speaks to also why that also speaks to why, you know, it got to a point where it started to feel like it was, you know, so many, you know, women to one man. 
you know, why the, why the women outnumber the men. So also the imbalance in the ecosystem of black men versus black women, it changes the behavior of the men and the, um, and the women. They said that the women became more desperate to get a man because they, they think it's their fault. You know what I'm saying? That they don't have a man at certain points in their life. They don't um, have, they, they, they think it's their fault that they don't have eligible men. So they start doing all kinds of things out of desperation. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the thirst traps you see on like social media, they start doing thirsty shit, shaking their asses and twerking all over social media. Um, giving it up all willy nilly and, and you know what I'm saying? Just now I know I said, ain't no, ain't really no rules on how to give it up or whenever, when to give it up. But I will say this and this time and age, this day and age, honey, women, women, honey, listen, mm-mm. I'm going to say this shit. This day and age, this time and age, women are giving up that box like, like fucking like whatever. Like women are giving it up like quickly and just giving it up. Like women are giving that shit up. Women are giving up the box frivolously. Okay. Frivolously. Like you're like a frivolous spender. Women are giving up the ass frivolously for real. And I'm not saying all women, but a lot of women are. And I feel like this, every man should not be privy to your, to your, you know what? To Every man should not be privy to your stuff. Every man that you meet should not be privy to your shit. You know, um, but I know hookup culture is a big deal. That's, that's, you know, we are burdened by hookup culture when it comes to dating, dating. And at one point in, 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 one point it wasn't like that. I remember when we were younger, it was like, shit, it seemed like people dated and they just wanted to have fun. And of course people always wanted to have sex, you know, because you know, we're humans, but that wasn't a big thing. It wasn't the fucking end all be all. It was like, you know, back then a nigga could meet you and just, if he was really feeling you, you was feeling him. That motherfucking nigga couldn't wait to be in your presence. Like he just wanted to kick it with you, come get you, you know, take you out to a movie, do this, do that. Now you got these niggas that want to just Netflix and chill because they feeling like, Oh, well, I don't want to spend my hard earned money. Uh, and she might, she might not even like me like that or whatever, whatever. And she probably fucking with other niggas, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, like I posted it. Like I re like I let y'all hear in my last podcast, Speaking of Kevin Samuels talked about that when he was like, nigga, keep your broke ass at home. If you can't spend 30 to 40, 50, 60, $70 or whatever on a date, because you worried about, you know, it's like, nigga, you ain't got no business dating no way. So you got, everybody's trying to protect themselves from getting played or whatever. And so it makes it less interesting to even date for real, for real. You know, you got these niggas that want to just Netflix and chill, but it's like, Okay, you expect somebody to give up some ass, though. But you don't want to do shit. You want to do the bare minimum, if not anything. You know, everybody wants the benefits, but they don't really want to put in the work. And it's like, mm -mm. you know. And then this whole gold digger shit, it's like, you know, if a girl wants to be courted or whatever, um, you got men who feel like, oh, she's a gold digger. How is it a gold digger? And, you know, you're not even, I mean, for real, I'm not trying to be funny, but it's like, it's not like, most of these niggas out here rich. You know what I mean? It's not like, on average, it's not like we're dating rich men. So it's kind of like, yeah, I, I just think, sometimes I think that's a cop-out because people, like I said, some people just don't want to really 
put in the work to 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 date and really court and get to know each other. Um so yeah, um yeah, I think that I think that if more women started to kind of keep their legs closed or whatever, I think that shit more men will follow suit and start behaving the way that women really want them to. I mean, because think about it, men can't really move without women for real. I mean, shit. I mean, if you got like 10 women who when if you okay, if, if a dude meets 10 women in one week, okay? And if all, if he's trying to smash all 10 of them women and you got eight of them or not all nine of them, that's willing to give him what he wants whenever he wants it. They're not even willing to make him court them or nothing. That other woman, he going to look at her like, Oh fuck her. She ain't talking about shit. Well, back in the day, it used to be, that was the one he wanted. So like I said, if a, if a guy meets 10 women, and nine out of those 10 women are willing to sleep with him like on the first day. I mean, cause you got, you got people who I've heard people say how I've heard dudes tell me how they could meet a girl at Walmart today and, 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 and be over her house by that night. You know what I'm saying? Hell, I remember I met a guy, I met a dude at, this was some years, this was probably like 2008, some shit like that. I met a dude at Walmart. Matter of fact, <laughs> yep. It was at Walmart. Me and my friend was a uh, grocery shopper or something. And I met him or whatever. He was nice looking and shit. We exchanged numbers or whatever. And I remember he asked me to come over his house. And okay, so, excuse me. Ooh. Okay, so anyway, I remember even back then, I was not big on going to no dude's house when I would first meet him. And I wasn't big on letting him come to my house. So, but this particular time I was like, well, maybe I should kind of do something different, you know, just kind of get out of my box. And I mean, I had friends who was doing it. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's not a big deal. I'll go over his house. You know, you know how, you know how niggas do that. Be like, oh shit, you know, we just going to chill. You know, I ain't going to try nothing. You know, we just going to chill, watch football game or something like that. So I go over to the nigga's house and he was cool and everything he was showing me around his house and stuff he had a nice motorcycle and stuff and he had a nice crib or whatever he was, he was the type of dude you could tell he liked nice things and stuff so we were sitting there watching tv and shit and then um we was sitting downstairs so then he like uh he said um oh we're gonna have to go upstairs <laughs> i'm laughing because y'all already know this some bullshit <laughs> so he was like Oh, we're going to have to go upstairs and watch TV and the, uh, the, the TV upstairs. Cause that one got, you know how they try, they got shot make it look like the, the one upstairs is what got the certain channel or with this, got this hooked up to it. This, this one, the one upstairs in the bedroom is the one that got the cable hooked up to it or some shit like that. You know, just anything to get your ass in that room. <laughs> so, <coughs> so, so we go upstairs and shit and I, and I know me. I already know what I am and ain't going to do. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm going to see how far this motherfucker going to try to go. So we go upstairs. We, the next thing I know, we, we in the bed cuddling and, and I felt weird about that. We did not have sex, but I just remember feeling fucking weird. Like, hold on. I just met this nigga not even 24 hours ago at Walmart. Now here I am laying in the bed with this motherfucker. So, <laughs> so I end up going home. It started getting late. You know, he was all like, you know, you could spend a night. You know, you know, that was, that, that was just the move. You know, that was the move. So I was like, nah, I'm going to go ahead and go home. So I went home and I didn't talk to him no more after that. Cause, cause I felt like I already, the fact that I went over to his house like that, I already said, <clears throat> excuse me, 
uh, I had already set a tone and I'm like, this, this is not going, you know, I'm not, I ain't about to do all this shit. So, and that's when I, that's, that's what, it just reminds me. That's why I, I, I move like that. I don't, I don't, like, I, I don't do all that. I know some women do, but that's my whole point. My point is there are more women who are doing it than not. There are more women that go to a dude's house and, you know, sleep with them or whatever than not. And I feel like if, if women start taking that power back and stop doing that, then, then, then these motherfuckers will start, they'll start dating you and they'll start, you know, courting you more because that's what they used to do. You know, it's like they trying to get to, uh, bottom line is this, we know what they want. We know what they trying to get to, but it's like, yeah, if you kind of keep your legs closed and change it up a little bit, yeah, they gonna, they, they gonna, they gonna move different. But like I said, if you got nine women out of 10, who's willing to just go ahead and do whatever, this shit, the, the, that one, he, they gonna throw back into the sea like shit. All right, she ain't talking about shit. She difficult. That's what they do. Like that shit is crazy to me. And like I said, I, back in the day, I remember the time, the difficult one was what they wanted. That's the one they was chasing. Shit, now that's the one they throwing back to the motherfucking wolves. Like shit, she ain't talking about shit. <laughs> so, um, and I ain't even saying you gotta make a dude wait six months to a year. <laughs> I ain't even saying that. I'm just saying, like, if women want to talk about how men don't court them and all that type of shit, then, you know, shit, I, I just think some things need to change for real. And it ain't about stepping back into the 70s and the 60s and the 50s and shit. It's just about taking back that power. Shit, for real. So anyway, but yeah, so that was, and wasn't that interesting from that article? Yeah, so, you know, I just think that, like I said, if we start keeping them legs closed, you know, more often we'll see men move differently and, and stop treating women like we're just so disposable. So, um, yeah, um, going back to Kevin Samuels though, I think that Kevin Samuels made a lot of women feel lots of bad, you know, um, yet he under the, under the guise that he was helping the community. Um, you know, I, I just think that he, um, he added to the divide. He added to the divide in the war between black men and black women. I, I, I do. I think so. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, we are all works in progress. Okay. We are all works in progress. All of us, black men and black women. And a lot of, a lot of, you know, black people need to be in therapy. Like I said before that we do shit. A lot of, a lot of black people need to be in therapy. I just think that even goes back to the whole slavery, you know? So we all have things that we need to learn and we all have things that we need to unlearn as it relates to dealing with, with dealing with a mate, right? But nobody should be torn down or thrown away, um, or fed to the wolves just because you are not a wife by 35 or, you know, you are not, you don't, or you don't know how to speak a certain way or, you know, you don't you don't cook a certain way or you don't behave a certain way. That's where patience and understanding and, and building with one another comes in, you see. And for everything bad that Kevin Samuel said about the black woman, I mean, we could counteract that with something about the black man. But again, that's that war that's, that's been created. That's that war that's been created. Oh, excuse me. 
So like I said, because we are all in work, we are all works in progress. Nobody should be made to feel bad or made feel or made to feel like they are just terrible or not worthy of this or not worthy of that. You know, and like I said, they shouldn't be told they're going to die alone. Okay. Hell, there are people who are married and who are trying to figure this shit out. Matter of fact, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like people need to stop making people feel bad about not being married or being in a relationship. Shit. Shit, a lot of people that's married, they're fucking miserable. For real. And, and you know what? I used to sit back and think like, and this is no shade to nobody that's married or nobody that's divorced or nothing like that. But I, you know, we as women, you know, sometimes we sit back and be like, oh my gosh, you know, you know, when we're not married, you know, we'll be like, oh my gosh. Because again, society has done what Kevin Samuels was doing, making women feel bad when they're not married or when they're not in a relationship by a certain age. And I used to sit back and be like, oh my gosh, you know, she's married, uh, they're married, or that girl's married, this girl's married, da, 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 da. And you be thinking that they have the formula to get a man and keep a man and get a man to marry him. Make a nigga want to marry me. Ah. Nah. But, um, so you be thinking that, you know, they got it, they got the formula, they know what to do. But you know what? I've learned that, hell... People who are married are still trying to figure it out and they don't always have the formula. And it'd be shit that goes on. I'm going to tell you, it'd be stuff that goes out on out here in the single world. Um, you know, people playing games, people being, um, people being, um, lacking, being, lacking, being vulnerable and transparent. That shit goes on in marriages too. And yes, it do. Yes, it do. Yes, it do. I talk to a lot. I've talked to a lot of people and I'm telling you, I be hearing stories like, what? Your husband did that? Your husband said that? Or what? Your wife did that? Your wife said, I mean, I don't say it to them, but I be thinking it like, what? I'm for real. It be certain games being played in marriages for real. And you be like, oh my gosh. And like I said, some people that be married, they be wanting shit. They be miserable and some of them be wanting to be single. They be wanting some of the single life, real talk. So, you know, don't ever let nobody make you feel bad because you're not fucking married. Don't, don't, and don't ever feel like you're a nobody because you're not married. Like your identity is tied to you being married or whatever. You know, that's, that's not cool. And truth be told, like I said before, not everybody wants to be married. Shit, like everybody, not like not everybody wants to have kids. Um, shit, they. I saw. I, I was reading something where they were saying that a lot of millennials don't want kids. That's why that Plan B shit is so popular. And they done passed the law. I believe it's in Tennessee, where um, yeah, you can't get a Plan B. It's like about to be illegal to get Plan B and shit. So yeah, I don't know, man. Hmm. Yep. So, um, yeah, it's a lot, man. It's a lot, man. And, and we just got to take things into, uh, take a lot of things into account. And, and just cause somebody just, just cause somebody overweight or whatever, or obese or whatever, you know, shit, you don't know what people really like. There's a man out there. There's somebody out there for everybody. There's, there's a lot of men out here who like big, thick ass women <laughs> for real. And they would have it no other way. But again, you know, he had this whole, Kevin Samuels had this whole thing about a high value man, high value this, high value that. And I really do think that people think that the high value shit sound good. Because they just think it sounds good. It it makes people feel like, 
they have high standards. When the truth of the matter is, a lot of people really, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of people really don't have high standards. A lot of people, and I'm not saying that they don't, they don't, they don't mean, that doesn't mean that they don't like what's good for them or what's best for them. But what I'm saying is every, all this high value shit I think is overrated. Like for real, this high value talk. Because at the end of the day, a man making a lot, a man who makes a lot of money is not necessarily high value. He's a high earner. Okay. He's a high earning man, but it doesn't mean he's a high value man. I got so tired of hearing that word, that, that term high value. I want a high value man, a, a high value. This a high value. And it, and it takes away from people who are average. And like I said before, it makes it seem like average is an insult. See, that's what I'm saying. Going back to the whole thing about the whole humbling and the whole, you know, materialism and status thing. People, and, 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 and see, that's what I'm saying. He added to that. People already have an obsession with material things and status. And I believe he added to that shit. And then also another thing he, to me, I think he kind of tore down some women's self-esteem when it came to looks and talking about who was a 10 and who was a nine and who average at best and this and this and that people already had an obsession with looking a certain way for because of social media. And then he added this on, you know, talking about people's looks and how an average looking woman, uh, you know, an average looking woman won't get a high, a, a high value man because she's average looking high value men only want, uh, tens or better. Like what kind of shit is that? Now I do think that, and now here's what I will say. There is a correlation with men who have money and who have money. Y'all see that commercial with, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, JJ from good times. I can't even think of his real name. Jimmy Walker, that commercial with him when he'd be like, I can't remember. He'd be like, he'd be like something, something, something money. I just thought about that when I said that anyway. So yeah, there is a correlation between men with money and pretty women. I do, I do believe that men who have, you know, men who are considered ballers or whatever, you know, I do think that they tend to like to splurge on pretty women. There, I, I've always noticed there's been a cor- there's always been a correlation. Even going back to back in the day, you know, you had your biggest dope dealers or whatever, and they would like to like buy like really pretty girls, like nice things and stuff. That's why sometimes people feel like, you know, when when a woman is like super super pretty, and um, and let's first of all let's keep in mind beauty's in the eyes of the beholder. You know what I mean? But I'm talking about a a, a female who the the mass would collectively say she bad or she is gorgeous she is pretty you know what i'm saying those kind of women yes um guys who are considered ballers they tend to like to buy nice things for those women and you know what i'm saying shower them with gifts and stuff like that but that's also another reason why um sometimes those women are considered to be like just beautiful and that's it just you know, beauty, no brains or beauty, but don't cook, don't clean, don't do shit, can't do shit, you know, because they were, you know, they were easily kept women, you know, they were kept women. Those were the kind of women that 
men wanted to just all she had to do was sit sit and be pretty you know sit and he would keep her fine ass and gucci and gold you know so and that you know that type of woman didn't really have to focus on domestic skills and cooking and cleaning and shit like that because you know so i will say that i do i mean i'm not agreeing with him wholeheartedly but i do say that there is there is a correlation you know with that but again i mean like i said nowadays you know people do like what they like and and not all the time do um not all the time do quote unquote men who have money or whatever they're not always you know what i mean gonna just go for the baddest chicks or whatever um you you know sometimes some men they just want a woman who's gonna be down for them who gonna have his back whether she a t- 10 or whether she a fucking five if she got his back and she she's loyal you know some men care more about that i think at the end of the day it depends on what people find value in if you find value in having a the bad chick a trophy chick on your arm and you know you look like you that nigga you got money or whatever okay then that's what you're gonna go for but if you the type of nigga if you value a woman who gonna have you you know have your back and be down with you like four flat tires you know then that's what you're gonna go for whether she like i said whether she a 10 or whether she a five whether she a six or whether she a seven she gonna be bad to you and that's all that's gonna matter to you so all that stuff that kevin samuels was talking um i do think like i said a lot of it was for entertainment purposes not to say he never made no valid points but i think his delivery is what threw a lot of people off because his delivery was very harsh and you know we like the saying goes you know honesty without compassion is brutality so um he was and he was very brutal very brutal in his delivery so But again, I think it's crazy that a lot of women did support him. <laughs> so shit. But um but yeah, so I think that is what I wanted to say on this. You know, I think I said everything. Um let's see. Yeah, so I think that was it. Um so I'm gonna go ahead and let y'all go, give y'all the rest of y'all day back or whatever. And, um, I will catch you guys in the next, um, in the next podcast. So, uh, yeah. All right, y'all. Y'all be easy. And, um, until next time. And thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to follow this podcast and don't forget to share this podcast. And thank y'all so much for tuning in. That's all I got for now. So next time. Peace. All right, guys, that's a wrap. And once again, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Now, don't be stingy. Go ahead and share this podcast. And don't forget to follow on social media. Remember, you might get glad about what I said, or you might get mad about what I said. Either way, I said what I said. Till next time, y'all take care. Bye.